morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome in every sense of the word um, to those who've come in person today and to those who are watching us online. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the privilege of being able to come together today. And this isn't just any ordinary meeting. We are the church, and you are here by your spirit, the creator of the universe and all things in it, and yet here you are with your people. We thank you for your presence. Please help us to be aware of that presence and aware of your power and aware of your glory and help us to be transformed in it and by it this morning. Amen. Please remain seated um, and just wait quietly on the Lord as we sing. Be still for the presence of the Lord. It's important that we are aware of him and alert to him. So we'll all sing this, remaining seated. Thank you.
recognise Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. We're going to remind ourselves of who he is and ask the Holy Spirit to um, reveal, to speak to us and reveal something more of himself today. And I'm going to read, and again remain seated, and it's not up on the screen. You may want to um, close your eyes. I'm going to read Colossians 1, 15 to 18, very slowly, and pause after each phrase. The Son is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything, everything, he might have the supremacy. And this is our Jesus, whom we worship today, and who is here by his Spirit. So we're going to stand and sing in him.
safety features and an opportunity to just uh, speak out just a word, not long sentences or anything, of what Jesus means to you, who he is to you, shepherd or how he leads you or whatever, thanking him and praising him. So if a few people could speak out in a loud voice, that would be great. And we look at our world. And when you look at the state of the world today, don't you just long for the fulfillment of the promise in Revelation 21? God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And isn't this why Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come. Will you make this prayer with me your own and accept that we are called to play an active role in bringing it about? Let's pray. Loving Father, we know that your heart must break as you see the self-destruction of your creation brought about by the influence of Satan, the father of lies. Help us to share your aching heart. Help us to understand what it means. Blessed are those who mourn. May your spirit turn our mourning into an active pursuit of your will be done. Come into each and every one of us and help us to be a people who are surrendered to your will. May your rule and power be our prime concern as we live our daily, ordinary lives. Help us to love our neighbours as you love to forgive those who may have hurt us and to care for the needy as you care. Help us to seek to know your will through prayer and our daily walk with you. In these times when as a nation and even as a world we're collectively burdened with the hate, hurt 
and hopelessness of this world, we're also given access to the very opposite, complete and total healing, restoration, profound hope and salvation. Thank you, Father, that through your Son, Jesus, we have received all of these. Help us to make these known to the world through our surrendered lives. May we learn the way of sacrifice to which you have called us. Help us to bear each other's burdens as an offering to you. Father God, by your power and for your glory, may we be the presence in our community so that your kingdom may come and that Jesus will be crowned Lord of all. Even so, Lord, quickly come. Amen. We now have a reading from the NIV, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. It's a single verse, but I'm sure you'll find it packed with truth. But in your hearts, revere Christ, O Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. May God reveal himself through his word. Amen. Thank you, Ian. We're going to sing again before John comes to speak to us. Um, this is a new song, I think, to you, um, but it reminds us again, A, that he is here with us, but also who he is. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, and he is near. So,
and we pray for John as he comes to speak now. Anoint him. Thank you for his preparation. And Lord, may what he has to say uh, really speak into our hearts and change and transform our lives and enable us to better say, Jesus is my Lord. Amen. Good morning. I've done my admin. Uh, good morning. Good to be with you again. Um, the last preach I was due to do got cancelled because I got COVID. Um, somebody preached something. Um, but it's good to be, uh, it's good to be here and, and fit and well. So we're going to talk, um, obviously because Deborah here's phone now. <laughs> Is it the office one? That's because we've got all the doors open. Um, we're going to uh, um, continue with uh, one of our themes, which is about living our lives for Jesus. So it's, um, it's, taken, um, it's taken from um, some work uh, that, that Tim and the leaders have been doing. Um, and we're going to talk about that uh, in the context um, of the, verse, uh, the verses which you've heard. But I would, um, I would urge you to, uh, to read Tim's weekly message. Um, it's on the website. Um, uh, and actually, Tim expresses so much better um, than I could um, that what, it, uh, what it meant for him, what it meant for him um, living his life for Jesus, and how he makes an analogy that it's like, um, like when you bring a, a new baby home for the first time. Everything is different. You make space. And that, that person becomes the centre of attention. Um, I'm glad, Tim, you had time to think about that. Um, when we brought our twins together, we just needed to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> so with just the one, I'm sure you managed that. Um, and that it really expresses very well what it means to, um, to make space for Jesus, to make him, uh, to live our lives for him. But the bit I wanted to, um, to, to kind of dig into was this verse. So um, this is it in the Amplified version. Um, so it's the same, same verse that um, Ian's read. Um, <clears throat> but in your heart, set Christ apart as holy, acknowledging him, giving him first place in your life. As Lord, always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope and confident assurance, brackets, elicited by faith, that is within you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. And for me, that really, um, that really kind of broke down this verse. That really um, expressed some things about it which I'd like to talk about. But actually, a lot of what I'm going to talk about this morning um, is actually testimony. Um, it's just what's happened. Uh, so there isn't any particular uh, great sort of, and um, here's ten verses to back this up, um, so you'll just have to kind of, kind of take my life experience um, and, and give it whatever value you like, to be honest, um, but it's something that I've started to see, um, I've been learning over the last few years. But first, let's talk about the verse. So, uh, can I have the, the slide? So here we go. So this, I think, is what expresses this verse. We are talking about expressing um, and giving an account of hope. Now hope, as I've been looking to this, hope as slightly distinct but connected to faith. Um, because it's hope that is what starts it all. 
It's hope where we start from. It's, um, it is this, that, uh, that leads us into a place of faith. So hope being the beginning of this, leading into faith. Now, it's, I've kind of spun it around the other way because the verse talks about the assurance and then the faith. But um, that faith leads to an assurance, leads to um, the knowledge of God that allows us to know the assurance, the assurance from God, the assurance of what's going to happen when we die, the assurance that it's going to be okay, the assurance that he's going to make a way, the assurance, uh, but that comes through faith. But where we start is with hope. And it's that hope which is the bit, as I've looked at this, which we've not been great at communicating. A lot of the time we tell people how to do faith. Um, and they actually don't need that yet. They need hope. <laughs> they need, they need the, um, the, the idea that it's going to be okay. They don't need the theology of how God's going to do it. Um, they don't need the mechanics of it. You know, they don't need to know how all the different parts of the engine work. They just need to know they're going to get somewhere. Okay? Um, so, that's what, that's what I saw when I, when I looked at this verse. But, and this is, this is where, um, <laughs> this, is, this is where my testimony and, and my wife's testimony come into it. Now, those of you who don't know me, um, and aren't, maybe aren't from Brighton Road, maybe in line, um, my wife Claire died in uh, January of this year. So uh, six months ago or so. Um, and her experience of this really uh, led me to understanding this. And I knew this straight away as soon as I was given this verse to talk about. I knew straight away what I was going to have to say. Um, and I knew it was probably going to be quite tough. But there is something going on. The transition from hope to faith is something supernatural. If we, if we express it as something natural, it just doesn't work. It's, it is a supernatural thing. And, uh, and that was very much Claire's experience. So um, Claire was diagnosed with, um, with stage 4 bowel cancer. She was in the Cayman Islands um, and uh, she got taken ill and she <laughs> obviously didn't really know what was going on. Just thought you know, there was something up, thought she had constipation or something like that sort of thing that happens on holiday. Um, not that she was on holiday, but she was working out there. Um, and uh, I had several, several phone calls from her, um, as did my sister, and George, I think. Um, and, you know, she, she came to a position where she knew she might well die. Um, she might have died in Cayman, where they didn't have facilities for any, um, any sort of surgery or any sort of intervention. Um, she might have died on the plane. She might have, you know. Um, it was really, really life and death stuff. Um, and uh, obviously the, the, the team who were here, um, uh, I fell apart for a bit. Um, um, Andrew and George sort of phoned me up and told me to get a grip, which is exactly the advice for the moment. Um, but as particularly Andrew and I, as we spoke to Claire, she said that she's had a realisation that it didn't matter. Right? What? You know? Because, to be honest, it mattered to me. Um, it didn't matter whether she lived or died in that moment. 
she said that she just knew that she looked close to Jesus. And it, it wasn't different that she was living it here or in glory. And that, wow, that. I mean, I don't understand that. And to be honest, my faith isn't that good. Um, uh, my, um, I think, I'm, I think I'm, I'm way back in the, in the hope level, you know. But that's where I put a little... Yeah, that's, that's, that's the word. One of them. Um, because something happened with Claire. She just knew something. Um, and as she spoke to us, she just knew it. So, I mean, if that is not what a gift of faith is, I don't know what it is. Um, she had this gift of faith. Suddenly, something supernatural happened that moved her kind of, you know, average person faith, normal, you know. She, she's understood a lot of good stuff. Um, she stood here and preached on many occasions. Um, but there was something which transitioned that from um, a kind of theoretical faith, a theological faith, to something that was completely alive. And therefore, she moved very happily into this position of assurance. And people, you know, she did some great work um, uh, helping people uh, to deal with death and, and dying and um, some good sort of political stuff to make uh, palliative care better and loads of good stuff. She wouldn't have been able to do that if she was worrying about dying, but she wasn't worrying. She spent the next uh, three, three and a bit years not worrying too much about dying because of this amazing thing, which I don't really understand, to be honest, but I do know it's supernatural. And supernatural means not natural. <laughs> not even logical. Um, she had this, this hope, this hope of glory, that transition into a living and active faith. Um, so, excuse me. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, I even remember coming to see you. Because <laughs> I knew what I was going to talk about. So let's consider that. So that's my, that was really my starting point. That I just had this experiential, or not quite experiential, experiential for Claire, um, knowledge of how this works, of the hope of glory, of what we are trying to express and how what we're trying to express can change into a living faith. And when we look at this, and we start to think about communication, how to tell people that, this is Peter. I mean, this is Peter. Um, when he talks about, um, you know, uh, doing, doing, talk, telling people about the faith with gentleness, that's not really his style. Um, Historically, his style was to uh, run away, uh, not, not give an account of the hope, um, or on other occasions to be a bit of a hothead um, and kind of generally stuff it up. And I like that because if someone's telling you to be calm, it's not like be calm because I am always calm. It is like be gentle because I've stuffed this up so many times. Um, don't do that. So I really like that as a... You know, if someone tells you something, you really want to know that they've got a bit of experience, both good and bad. Um, and I think, that, I think that's what, what Peter is saying in this verse. He's saying, 
when you talk to people about the hope that is in you, don't be aggressive. Do it with gentleness. Do it with humility. Um, you know, I said, faith is supernatural. It's not conjured up. And as I thought about what I'm going to say this morning, I realised that historically, in my experience of church, people have been kind of a bit what you might call try-hard with their, with their faith. So they're, they're desperately trying to convince you of something, and when you speak to them, you're like, are you trying to convince you or me? Um, they're, they're so kind of dogmatic about it. It's like, well, just, just, if this is so amazing, why are you not more relaxed? <laughs> um, you know, the, the evangelical church has been really like that. And, and, and my dad, who's been the, the, the butt of many sermon stories, I should say, um, he, he used to be like that, you know, when he was, when he was growing up here at Brighton Road. And in the sort of 70s, I remember him trying to witness to someone at work. <laughs> Um, and it was really hard for him because he was sort of trying to do it and trying to, um, to build up that kind of faith. And um, what I'm saying this morning is let's not do that. Let's talk about hope. Let's, talk, let's just start where people are. Let's talk about hope. Let's say, I don't know all the answers. But, I mean, why would we? You know, um, and uh, that was definitely my experience. And at the same time of Claire having an amazing gift of faith, I'm having a collapse. I don't know. I don't know anything. You know, all bets are off. It's a sort of situation where, you know, you just, you don't really know what to do. You don't know how to think. You don't have a great theology to back you up. All you have is this hope. All you have is this knowledge and this hope and this kind of idea about who God is. So yeah, don't be um, just. There's just so much rubbish about how to about how to tell people about Jesus. There's so much pressure and so much stress. And uh, and what I've seen in looking at this is, well, let's just be real. Let's just. Let's just say how it is. Let's be honest. I think the, the exclusion of doubt is really dishonest. Um, you know, as a church, we've, we've almost ex- said, oh, no, no, we, you know, the kind of positive confession stuff, but we just keep saying it's true. Um, no. It's like we know. <laughs> and why do we know? We know, but not in a, I'm going to beat you over the head with it sort of way. We know because we know and because we can't really understand it or explain it because it's supernatural but I started from hope and I got to faith and I don't know how it happened I don't know how it worked uh, I have absolutely no theology I could I mean somebody somebody maybe could I haven't got there yet maybe this is just the beginning um, but the hope the hope that can be expressed that has a kind of a kind of warmth a kind of uh, just relaxedness about it that just draws people in. So that's not all about what it means to live your life for Jesus, but it's a lot of it. And it's, and it's kind of very much where I am, and that's what I need to explain. So when we're challenged, 
like Peter, like Peter, when he failed, you know, are you, what about this? Are you, are you part of this? Um, when we're challenged, let's give an expression of the hope. Let's give that with, um, I, don't, I can't remember what the verse says. Let's go back to the verse. Can I have the verse up there, please? Yeah. Let's give an account of the hope and confidence and assurance that is elicited by faith. That is within you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. If you start from hope, it's so easy to do gentleness and respect, isn't it? It's so much more effective. You know, don't bash people over the head. Encourage them with hope. And always acknowledging Jesus and giving him the first place because it is entirely about him and from him and about putting him in the very centre. Thank you. Thank you, John. Bless you for sharing your heart in our lives through what God has been saying to you and what he did through, through prayer. I chose the next song before I knew what John was going to major in, so I think it fits beautifully.
be seated. And now Tim is going to welcome some people into Venture. Membership is not kind of some exclusive inner circle. It is open to anyone who is committed to Christ and feels called by Christ to serve him as part of this local fellowship. So welcome to you both. It's been great to get to know you for the past few months. Alan, you've kindly said you'll share a little bit about yourselves and where you're coming from. So can I pass the microphone to you? Yeah, feel free. Yeah, go with him. Hold his hand. Yeah, that's fine. Somebody doesn't want to join. I'm not quite sure what it is, but this morning, I'm normally okay, but I feel dizzy and that sort of stuff, so you can't do it. So, uh, we, uh, we lived in Newhall. Uh, I moved to Horsham in uh, November uh, 19. Uh, we went to Hallowell Baptist Church. Uh, we got them married there, actually, so been there, been married 38 years. Uh, I won't get any jokes, because you've heard them all before. Uh, we, have, we have three children. Uh, two boys and a girl. Uh, one lives in Rayleigh. Uh, one's in Whitmore Thames, and the youngest is up at Saygate. And we have seven grandchildren. Four boys, three girls. So it's uh, a boy and a girl that uh, Eva decides on a Monday on a Friday. Uh, I was just going to pick up on what John said, actually. Just sort of back in the day, I used to do a fair bit of missions, and. Uh, I worked for Oasis for a number of years on, uh, on the Strand, uh, helping people get off the street, that sort of stuff. And one, one year, uh, I had trouble persuading this guy to come to Oasis and stood. He just didn't want to have it. Um, so, but when I went back up the following week, he did come along. About six, eight months later in the summer, I was talking to somebody opposite the station, I got tapped on the shoulder, and I turned around and it was this guy. I didn't recognise him because he had a suit on and he said, after you took me to the party, I linked up with a, another church, and they brought me home. And since then, I have been there, and I am going back out on the street, trying to get people to come to see the Lord. So, you don't necessarily see your actions tomorrow, even six weeks, eight weeks, a year or so. Um, so, yeah, it's, you just have to keep on, you don't have to bully people talk to them. But that sort of resonated with, with some of the stuff he was saying. Um, we also um, travelled around the UK with uh, a mime troupe that was based at Hellebell. Uh, we went all over, all over England. We even went to Belfast. We did a kick uh, some people off the bandstand because they didn't book it. And the, the Salvation Army, we would say, wait, get off. And they went running. So, uh, and it was uh, Jerry Adams lot apparently. So, um, it was quite good. Um, we also have been involved with Hope for Teenage Mothers, which is a charity based in Nairobi, uh, in Kenya. Uh, it was to help uh, uh, mums that uh, have babies but were, had no support or anything. Um, so we did that for about eight years. Um, run fundraising, we, we put on stuff like uh, Burns Night and that sort of stuff. Uh, to raise money for, for the home. 
Uh, we don't do it now because it's got so big they don't need us. They, they can call in bigger charities and get more money than what we could put on them. Uh, and one other thing, we, we did something with Vicar Richard many years ago. Uh, quick in the Park it was called. The church put on uh, a do and we didn't advertise but uh, we just had Cliff come along with his manager uh, and he did a, 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 a talk to each other about the faith and that sort of thing and Cliff did a few songs and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so we've been involved with the church fair bit over the years. Um, at the moment, we are both still working. So don't come running up and say, can you do this, can you do that? Because <laughs> at the moment, we're just trying to get sorted. We've moved into Lance Farm Road and we've been doing the... Um, Bungalow up. Uh, so we turned up just before COVID shut down. So it's taken us longer to do. And trying to find people these days is quite difficult. Uh, and just last one last thing, I'd just like to say thank you for welcoming us to, to Brighton Road. Um, we came just before Christmas and felt welcome. Uh, after the pandemic, we can get back in again. We did go around some churches to see what they were like, but we come back in. So it says a lot about you at Brighton Road. Thank you for sharing. We are very much looking forward to seeing what God might use you or call you to do here. If you want to come out in front of your own, we'll do the formal bit, um, which is I ask you first of all, um, do you reaffirm your faith in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, having found you life in Jesus Christ? And do you believe that God has called you to serve Christ as part of this local Baptist church? And do you commit yourself to love and serve the Lord here in this fellowship, in this town, and in the wider world, and to use whatever gifts God has given you in his service? Fantastic. Does he answer for you as well? No, I didn't ask him. No, I'll, I'll do it. I'm surprised what the word is. He must have told you what I I don't need to ask you as well. I thought it might be one of those marriages, you know, where the wife starts saying, no. take it as the answer's given. Thank you very much. If you, if you are a member at Brighton Road, can I invite you to stand, please? Thank you. And can I ask you, do you welcome Alan and Yvonne as, as members here at Brighton Road Baptist Church? If you say, would you please answer, we do. We do. And do you commit yourselves to welcome them, to pray for them, to work in partnership with them, to serve them and support them in the cause of God's kingdom in this place. If so, would you please answer, we do. We do. Fantastic. Thank you. Can I invite everybody to stand, if you're able, please? And we're going to pray. Father, we pray for Alan and Yvonne. Thank you for the way in which you've used them in the past. Thank you that that starts with them finding you as the source of their hope and finding faith and trust in you that leads to assurance. Thank you for the way in which you have been part of their lives for a long time now. And at the start of this new chapter, we praise you for bringing them here. And we pray that you would embed them into this fellowship. That they would quickly build firm and committed and supportive relationships. That they would feel part of this family. And that you would equip them with all that they need to live their lives for you in this place. Bless them in their home. May it be a place of safety, of contentment, 
of joy and of peace. Bless them in their relationships with their family. Pray, Lord, for, for good relationships. Bless them in their relationships with us and pray that they would be built up in their faith and the body of Christ here would be strengthened. Lord, may your spirit rest upon them and equip them for everything you call them to do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So Alan and Yvonne, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and on behalf of this place, it gives me joy to welcome you as covenant partners with us here at Brighton Road. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Looking forward to welcoming you. Let's pray. Thank you. So we come to uh, share bread and wine together. Um, I want to continue another verse from the passage about the supremacy of Christ that we read. Um, it's 1 Colossians 1, 19. And again, I'm going to read it slowly. Um, so maybe shut your eyes if that helps. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Whether things on earth or things in heaven. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Did the vision guys come up here? come to the table, remembering the words of the song that we just sang and the, the things that, that John was talking about too. You are the hope living in us. You are the rock in whom we trust. You are the light shining for all the world to see. You rose from the dead, conquering fear, our Prince of Peace, drawing us near, Jesus living for all who will receive. And for those who know of us who know and love Jesus, we have received him into our hearts and lives. We receive the salvation that he died to give us. And so in a moment as we take the bread, let's be thankful that we are children of God. John 1.12 says, To all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. 
And then as we take the wine, 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. And as we take the wine together, we remember that he is Lord. He is Lord. However, whatever it looks like, whatever our personal circumstances, whatever is happening in the nation, he is Lord. And he's Lord of our lives. And he's Lord of this church. He is the hope, the only hope of the nation. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you, what you did for us and who you are for us. We thank you that you died for each one of us. We thank you that your arms are still, as it were, wide open to receive those who would come to you even today. And if there's anyone in this service who hasn't yet received you as their saviour and Lord, then your word says today is the day of salvation. And I pray that with the simple prayer, Lord Jesus, would you please forgive me? Um, I want you to come into my heart and life. Um, it, it, it can be done. It is, it is simple. It's a work of grace. And we thank you. Thank you, Lord God. And, and But for us, Lord, who, who know and love you, we... We, we confess that we are so sometimes immune to it all. We forget that you're Lord. We get fearful and anxious. But we are remembering today, once again, that you didn't leave us. You died and rose again. You sent your spirit and he is here, present with us. And we are so grateful. We're so grateful for forgiven sins. We are so grateful for the hope that we have. We are so grateful that we know where we're going. We, we're so grateful the strength that you give. We thank you that you're our shepherd, that you're a way maker, you're a miracle worker, you're a promise keeper, you're the light in the darkness. We thank you. We are so grateful. And as we take bread and wine, may we not just take it, and may there be a real sense of your presence because this is what you commanded us to do. And you are here, standing in our midst. You are here, transforming lives. And we give you all the glory, Jesus. Amen. So on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, gave thanks and broke it, saying, Take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this and remember me. And then he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it. And remember me. We're going to, uh, I'm going to ask the stewards to take bread and wine round at the same time. Uh, and if you eat the bread when you receive it, signifying your own individual commitment to, to Jesus and thankfulness, um, and then we'll retain the cup and drink it together because we're children of God and brothers and sisters in this place.
Let's drink together as children of God and brothers and sisters in Christ. we sing again and close those last verses about the supremacy of Christ says once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free accusation if you continue in your faith established and firm not moved from the hope held out in the gospel this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I Paul have become a servant when you're this hope that we have, this faith that we have is so precious to us, we have to share it. We have to share it. And it's not, as John says, that we've got to share it. 
It's because we will be so full of him that he overflows. So let's stand and sing.
finish with Sabbath blessings. May this day bring Sabbath rest to our hearts and our homes. May God's image in us be restored and our imagination in God be restored. May the gravity of material things be lightened and the relativity of time slow down. May we know grace to embrace our own finite smallness in the arms of God's infinite greatness. May God's word feed us and his spirit lead us into the week and into the life to come. And all the people of God said, Amen. Amen.